0: From the Reawaken America tour, Trump Doral property, the Flyover Conservative Show.
1: All right, Flyover family, we are backstage at Doral in Miami, Florida, and one of our favorite guests, consistently on the Flyover Conservative podcast, one of our earliest and first guests uh, that we ever had on the show. Someone I introduce often as saying somebody that could just easily probably beat you at chess or break your arms, <laughs> uh, 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 an attorney. Uh, Maureen, uh, the whole package Christina Bob.
2: Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I'm so uh, excited for you and I, as I told you I always get jealous when I see your stand and you have the most amazing guests on your show and I'm like I want to do it live with them one day. So we're, we're, we're making fun. the,
1: the uh, attorney rounds we had yeah. um, uh, Alina, Alina, yes. Alina Habba on yesterday and I mean we've we've joked in the past when you've been on our show but wherever you tend to be is where the big thing is going on you know it's like the big the big event Uh, you're with OAN you're at the the arena doing the recounts and it's like wherever you I'm expecting something crazy to happen in Miami today just because you're here (laughs) Yeah, it'll be like world world it does
2: feel that way certainly it's true but
1: but it's just kind of big stuff kind of follows you everywhere you go
2: yeah, I don't know how it worked out. I mean, I was at the White House on November 3rd. I was at the Capitol on January 6th. I was at Mar-a-Lago on August 8th for the raid. Um, I'm starting to wonder if it's me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're prepared. God prepared you to be able to handle those
3: situations yeah. and give you wisdom in that time. Yeah, yes, that is true, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And then people get to see you pretty often, too, at the at the rallies Yeah. You know, with Right Side broadcasts. Yeah, and so. those
2: are starting to pick up, which is really fun. Um, I've kind of tampered back the media a bit since I am not really a member of the press anymore. And so it's really nice to get to work with Right Side Broadcasting. And Brian Glenn's fantastic. He's yeah. like one of my favorite people to work it's with. It's a good combination with you guys yeah, together. I, I really have enjoy a good, watching
3: have that. A good, flow. good flow. Yeah, yeah you so do.
2: It's fun to get out there and, and do that still. So In fun. fact, when we're
3: at home and we see you, we're like, ah, there's Christina. That is so awesome. You That's know, our buddy. Be, That's our buddy, yeah. It's really fun to, to be able to watch that. You know, you were out on stage uh, just a while back, and um, you actually asked the question. I was blown away because I've never I've never seen somebody ask it before, but you asked how many people in the past had voted democrat there
2: were a ton of hands that went up there were a lot i was expecting maybe one or two or i, I was prepared i was like if i ask the question and no one raises their hand what, what? do i yes. do yeah. yeah what are you gonna and do so i kind of had that in the back of my mind there were a lot of hands that went there
1: up. There were a and lot up. of I hands say
2: a couple dozen
1: maybe yes yeah
3: at yeah. least what? Well, what was the reason for the question and then uh, what do you take from
2: that well, I wanted to know because I have never, never viewed the election integrity issue as a Democrat versus Republican issue. It should always be an American right. issue. Yes. And so I I wonder, I wanted to know the political temperature of the people I was speaking to. It's easy to assume that everyone in here is ultra MAGA. Right. And it's all Trump, 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 which I'm, there's a lot of that. But that's not my issue. My issue is election integrity and making sure that our, our votes are clean. Yeah. And so I was curious what was in the crowd. To how, how how do I inform people? Are the MAGA people already involved, or do I need to encourage Democrats to right. get involved? So I was just curious who was out there. There's a lot of Democrats out there.
1: Something so so I'm getting from people when we host our, our meet and greets at events like this and, and conversations is, is the the. And, and I've got two parts to this study. I wear a, a, a red Trump hat when I fly, and it's not like <laughs> a MAGA perfect. hat. It's yeah. a it's a like the country club. Trump you know, that it says it's Trump on. It, It's Trump. from it's from Trump one of the the Trump golf courses. Yeah. And I'll wear it just to kind of get a feel. And we've been yeah. in probably five states in the last week or so. We were in yeah. Fresno, California, in Bakersfield. We were in South Carolina right before we came here. I don't I don't get, like, a 50-50. I get consistent from everybody, like, hey, awesome, love it. You know, yeah. some, and, and some people even make this word. They'll, they'll say, they'll look at this and say, thank you. And I, I don't know why thank you. I'm still trying to wrap my head around that. I think they just I they, can
2: tell you why. They like that, though. Because... You're being brave where they have not yet been brave. That's why. Mm-hmm. I, that's a, that's my interpretation of
1: yeah. it, right? it, It feels yeah. that way. because Because if, if I had a Chiefs sweatshirt on and I saw a Chiefs stand, they wouldn't say,
2: hey, thanks, thanks for wearing it. Yeah. You yeah. know, they'd
1: say, hey, me too, or go oh, Chiefs yeah. or, or something like well, that. Well,
2: conservatives have been silenced. Yes. We, we have been shamed and yeah. ridiculed and oppressed into not stating our political positions. Mm-hmm. But yet liberals can burn buildings and promote yeah. Uh, BLM and all of this craziness and that's okay because that's just political speech mm-hmm. but god forbid you say you like trump That's somehow a problem. And so thank you for yeah. being willing to yes. say hey, I support donald trump They, they give and, that encourages contagious.
1: Yes. Yeah Yeah, yeah. And, and, but here's another another kind of facet of that when I get into conversations I just try to ask questions and not You know tell me your, your, your story talk to people when someone um Say buys a car and they trust the salesman, and then they find out like two weeks later, hey, the transmission was bad, and they're like, they're like, not neutral on it. They're angry, and, yeah, I, yeah. and I and I see people having that response. There was a lady on the last flight from South Carolina to talk to Stacy and, and she's like, I hate to say it, but I voted, I voted for Biden, and she's like.
3: She voted for Biden and she was sad to say that.
1: She, wow. she has more anger because she's like, I got duped. Because they know yeah, yeah. he knew all about his son's business dealings when he was on stage saying so he did it. There's thousands of you know like yes. I, I feel like those that demographic isn't like gonna be neutral. They're they're almost almost vengeful. They're 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 angry at how deceived they allowed themselves to be.
2: I think that's exactly right. And it's interesting because it happened to us too as the conservatives. We just had a, a different uh, awakening should I say. But Democrat leadership has been lying to American Democrats. They've been lying to everybody, but really within their own party. Yeah. They've been deceiving them into believing we're we are morally superior. Mm-hmm. We are smarter. Yep. We are more educated. We're we're just better people. Mm-hmm. They've been leading them to believe that they're better, so their opinion should hold more weight. Yeah. And they have to come to the realization that that is not true. And that's a very hard thing to change in someone. And so I, I always want to applaud people that get, that do kind of come to their senses yeah. and they go, oh my gosh, we've been wrong. But I, I think we'll see that happen more and more. But it's a very high hurdle for those people to cross because they have to come not just to the conclusion that their opinions have been wrong, but their opinions don't have more weight than they think they yes, have. That's, that's a great is point. A great point.
3: Let's talk a little bit about 2024. I loved when you ended it. It was so encouraging, your speech on stage. Let's talk about what that looks like in your book as well, looking to 2024. I will so put the link put, down below Yeah, for that. stealing your vote. You can get it on Amazon. But uh, let's talk a little bit about that.
2: Yeah, so, uh, spoiler alert, the election was stolen, but we can fix it. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the summary. Yes. The other summary I like to say is uh, Democrats cheated and Republicans covered it up. It's a bipartisan issue. Yeah. So, um, the... I mean, it's not really the conclusion. The book, I tell you the story. I walk you through all of the interviews that I did and everybody that I talked to on the ground and elected officials. So it just tells you what actually happened from the people who were there and the people who did it. Um, the, the conclusion for 2024 is we can fix it. We absolutely can fix it, but it's going to come from the bottom up. It's got to come from the precinct and county level. we got to clean up every single precinct. We've got to clean up every single county. And we'll have a clean election. And it's election. fixed from that,
1: not, not like, if we get the right guy in the White House, this will get fixed. That's how we've right. been looking yeah. at it.
2: But that, it's clearly, we've been trying and that's right. not going to work. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it has to come from the precincts. And I, I know uh, he, he's loved and hated. Mike Lindell really has honed in on this and he's going county by county, talking to the county commissioners to, you know, figure out how to, how to work with each county. And he can do that. That's great. I applaud Mike Lindell, but It'd be great if the people who just lived in the counties would go do it. actually do that yeah. themselves.
3: Yeah. So you touched on it, but obviously, you know, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. What are ways that people can do that going into the 2024 election? Maybe some grassroots
2: efforts yeah. and things that they could do. So there's a lot of ways to get involved. And you can be as involved or as not involved as you have time for and you're willing to do. Uh, causeofamerica.org, that's Mike Lindell's network. Cause, C-A-U-S-E of america.org. And they'll put you in touch with someone in your precinct. So that's really just a network of everybody all over the country who's working on this issue. So go there. They'll put you in touch with a grassroots effort in your area. If you're able to get out of the house and actually volunteer, whether you work on canvassing, whether you work on uh, you know, voter roll issues or actually work the polls, go work for the county, uh, FOIA requests, open records requests from your county, all of that stuff It's very active. These organizations are all doing it. If you can't really do that, maybe you're immobile or you're homebound, you can do things on your computer, uh, helping to scrub voter rolls and um, information that these organizations check to make sure it's all accurate. You can do that from your own home. You don't have to go anywhere. But just get plugged into a group in your area and do something.
3: If this isn't fixed by 2024, uh,
2: where do you see this Country going? Um, I think America hangs in the balance. I do. And I, I always hate seeing the poll that both sides think the world comes to an end. Yeah. But yeah. I, I do fit that profile. <laughs> so I, well, I, I mean, not that the world's coming to an end, right. but the world as we know it yeah. comes to an end. So uh, I think this is absolutely crucial. Uh, I think President Trump is, uh, I, I was going to say once in a lifetime. It's not even once in a lifetime. Once in Maybe ever. Uh, I mean, there's very few presidents that are carrying the burden that President Trump is carrying, and this is a special time. It's a a difficult and grueling time, but the reward is very great.
1: Especially when some of the language now, it's gone from, you know, with Hillary Clinton saying the basket of deplorables to now saying, you You know, know, we, we need to take anybody that disagrees with my philosophy of the world and reprogram them. Right. This is really odd language to say in America.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, they're outing themselves because mm-hmm. before they tried to be deceptive so that people would be like, oh, but they're really nice and I support women and yeah. you know, this is great. But they're so insane. But now it's like, all right, well, let's just acknowledge how insane we are. They right. Say stuff like deprogramming people. Yeah. I mean, I think they've just been outed and no one's faking it anymore. I mean people are still faking it, but they're not faking it to the level they were anymore. So I just wanna I
3: just wanna kinda go back just as I let you go, but I just think it was a really interesting point that you made before we started recording. When it came to seeing the audience that had voted Democrat but now are here. The thing that you pointed out was they're actually here. They, they're just not somebody that no longer is right. voting Democrat. They
2: actually came, which means yeah. they're very serious. That's huge. Like, yeah. I had never been to an event, yeah. uh, uh, Clay Clark. And, like, I go to all of the events, right? right? Yeah. It's my job. And I yeah. had not been to this event. And yes. so the fact that you've got former Democrats that are, like, they're interested enough or, to your point, disgusted enough yeah. with what's been going on yeah. in the left that they're like, I'm going to go to these events and learn and be a part of it and be a part of the solution. I think I think it's very telling.
1: Yes, I think that's very encouraging. So, if if you're talking about a professional athlete, say you're going to evaluate a quarterback. Well, you say, "Well, okay, he's got a great arm. Oh, he's really fast. Hey, he's really smart. Like there's there's things that make them up. When I look at you in in our conversations in the past, you have background as a marine. Mm -hmm. You're an attorney. But a, a part that we've never really dealt with a lot that I think is a, is a huge factor that, that makes you up is your faith. And you kind of kind of got into that, about even intercessory prayer and the power yeah. of that. Like, like there's, 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 there's a lot that makes up your ability to walk through the things. You mentioned being prepared earlier. Yep. You know, you were really prepared for these big situations. Let's talk about the faith aspect of that a little bit. Yeah. We all know being a Marine is beneficial. Just, yeah. a, just ask one.
2: I think you and I are supposed to arm wrestle too, right? Did I you, yeah. you say
1: that? Yeah. that well, I was, I was, I was, talking big on, on text, yeah. but it's now, telling, now, now I, I don't want to do it either. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, but that is a huge component that yeah. that you walk into the component. room with.
2: It's the only, yeah. and it should be the only component in everyone's life, no matter whether you're an attorney for Donald Trump, whether you're working in media, or whether you're an accountant at a desk somewhere. The the way you live the abundant life is to be wholly absorbed in God's will for your life. Because we all play a specific role in the greater story, and if you're not in your role, your role is missing. Yes. It's not It's not that someone else will come and do it. No one else can do what you do. And so I think the only way we all live the abundant yeah. life collectively is to not only live the role that you're supposed to live, but to honor the role that other people are doing when they're living out their calling. And so it, that's why it's that's really huge. fun to come and see you guys doing what you're doing and thriving. We were talking about this. Like, how did you get here? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. whoa, they're huge now. And... Um, and I'm so excited to see that. It would be very easy for me to get jealous and go, "I was shut down and I <laughs> what couldn't the heck, yeah, I couldn't do anything." But like, I genuinely am. Um, like, it's your role; it's not yeah. my role. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, I don't remember what the question was, but that's <laughs> About Your faith. But, but it, and, yeah. And, about and the intercessory how important prayer, that is, an you know, intercessory yeah. prayer. Yeah, like, yes.
1: You you had a call to action, and there's you know a large crowd here, but there's probably there's a shy of a million people watching you know, online. Yeah. I think that might've been the most impactful thing oh, that thanks. you said.
2: Yeah. Well, um, I'm really fortunate that I have become it's close with some really power. powerful spiritual leaders. Wow. And, um, you know, I, I'll go to them and say, you know, I need prayer or whatever. And I was doing it enough. I don't know if you heard my alarm on my phone just ringing, cause I have to go do it. But, um, They have set up a daily call with. I am now doing a daily call with intercessors for our nation. And I, I had never. I just want to apologize to all the intercessors that I never valued before. Wow! Because I have received, I have seen more breakthrough and more impact by spending fifteen minutes a day on the phone with these people than I would spend an hour trying to work through things. And it. I have God like, bumps. That so, <laughs> is so powerful. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's essential. It's essential. Yeah. Wow. Christina, thank you so much for everything yeah. that you are doing thank to, you. to help to
3: save yeah. this country, to help to uh, be there with President Trump. You're making such a
2: difference, and we so much appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm so proud and grateful for you guys and your friendship. And I've considered you close friends for a while, and realized today's the first time i met you. I, I know. Person. Yeah. yeah. So it's all been, you know, from a distance. But I've, I have so much admiration for what you're doing you guys
1: stealing your vote the link will be down below we'll also put the link to christina's speech down below so when you're finished watching this you can watch her stage presentation you go to christinabob.com and continue to follow your work but it's, it's encouraging for people to know that even when they're frustrated they're watching the news that there's people behind the scenes that are surrounding president trump that are praying that are smart that are competent and having a marine background doesn't hurt
2: I used to be able to run fast. (laughs) Thank you again, Christina. Thank you, guys.
0: Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they and their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.
2: Thank you guys so much for coming out, I'm so excited to be here. This is my first Clay Clark tour. Is it anybody else's first time at one of these things? Okay, cool. So we got a bunch of new folks here. How many of y'all have been here before? Looks like the same people raised their hands, so there's a lot for both. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited to be here and I'm so grateful for all of you that you're here. It's fun for me to be here but it's more important that you guys are here because I'm fortunate that I get to work with President Trump. I get to work with his campaign. I get to work as an attorney at Save America, and I see the efforts that we're making, but we cannot do what we do without you guys. It's you guys coming up to these events on a Saturday where you've got a room full of people who are here to educate themselves to understand what the issues are to understand what's going on in the country today to become part of the process because as we know change in America comes from the bottom up these days we know, anyone i think i don't think there's anyone in the room here who's going to say well i believe our government's going to change itself at this point so it's got to come from you guys and when we when we come to these events and we see weekend after weekend, and sometimes in the middle of the week, different Trump rallies or Reawaken America tours or whatever it is, and seeing that America is engaged and that you guys are involved, I go, okay, I can continue doing what I'm doing because they're doing what they're doing. Because I can make all the arguments I want. I can... Uh, come up with all the fancy ideas, If hopefully I've, I've had one at some point, but uh, I, I can do whatever I want to do to help the president, but it doesn't matter if you guys don't show up and do what you're doing. So um, I'm thrilled to see so many people here today. I'm also lucky that in my job I get to do some press and I get to talk to the media. I say lucky kind of truthfully and facetiously uh, that I get to work with the media on some things. And I, I get a lot of questions from folks Uh, You know, uh, some people may know me from my time. I was a reporter at One America News before I joined President Trump's team, and I largely focused on election integrity. I interviewed folks all over the country from many of the contested states. And so a lot of times when I do media appearances, people want to know what has changed in our elections. Can our elections be saved? And um, oftentimes, members of the press will say, well, nothing's changed. Nothing has happened since 2020, it's just going to be a repeat of 2020. Why are you even bother trying? (laughs) And I always go, have you ever looked out the window in your studio? (laughs) Because look at what's happening across our country. We are not the same country that we were in November of 2020. So much has changed. And it's changed because you guys have brought that change. It's changed. I mean, how many people in here, how many people had never been to a political rally or so any type of political event sponsored a campaign, or any campaign, prior to 2020. I hadn't, a lot of people hadn't in here. Since 2020, how many people have been to an event, uh, watched President Trump, done something, gotten involved in some way politically because of 2020? That's the difference. I mean, that that is the difference. And so, yes, laws have been changed, some good, some bad, uh, Policies have been put in place, some good, some bad. And I always, you know, I, I always love it when people say, well, not enough laws have changed to make a difference for 2024. You know, how, how, do you, how can you be encouraged about that? They didn't follow the law in 2020. So why would I care if a new law was made for them to follow in 2024? What matters is that whatever laws are on the books at the time of the election are followed. That's what needs to take place. And the way that happens is by having volunteers and folks involved on the ground who are working at your counties and working at the poll, polling locations and all of that. It's the people on the ground working at the central counting facilities. The fact This move to central counting facilities really, in my opinion, is, is a dangerous move in the part of our elections to, to centralize everything. We need to decentralize it, get it back to the precincts, um, Election integrity is something very close to my heart. I can't wait to see President Trump back in the White House in 2025. And we do that by securing this election. And the way the election is secured is through you guys. I mean, we can raise our voices and talk about it as much as we want. But at the end of the day, it comes down to everybody getting involved, whether you get involved uh, working for your county, becoming a volunteer at a local organization to register voters, to call your voter rolls, Anybody familiar that maybe we have a problem with voter rolls in America? Uh, there's a little bit of an issue. So, but there have been so many great grassroots organizations that have gotten together to call those rolls to make sure that they're fair and they're legitimate for 2024. So, uh, I, and I'm so grateful for those efforts. I saw, someone sent me an article recently, I think it was from Arizona, where they said, there's these small, and I, they didn't call them little people, but I was basically what they were saying. There are these these small citizens that have the audacity to check the voter rolls, and they're, they're really dangerous because they're looking at the voter rolls to make sure they're clean. It's like, isn't that what we're supposed to do as citizens, to make sure we check the work of the government? So I know the media doesn't like it when we do that, but people are doing it now. And so I want to encourage everybody, whether you can actually go out, whether it's knocking doors, you know, working on you know, for a census, uh, not a census, uh, a canvas. working for your county, if you can't leave your house, if you've got, you know, financial or uh, time constraints, there's a lot of things you can do from home, like help scrub the voter rolls. You know, you can get involved in an organization where they'll give you a portion of it, and you just go through and see who's legitimate and who's not. If you're wondering where to get involved, thanks to the great American, Mike Lindell. Uh, he's put a great, or yes, a round of applause for Mike Lindell. He's put a great organization together called Cause of America, and really all it is is a network. He's just, he, we all know, he's all over the country all the time, back and forth. He meets people. So he just put together really a, a network, a database of people all over the country. If you want to get involved somewhere in your area, and the fact that you're here today leads me to believe you're interested, you can go to causeofamerica.org and say, I'm interested in somehow volunteering or somehow being a part of election integrity efforts, And I live in somewhere in Kansas. They will send you someone in your county who can put you in touch with your precinct and you can get involved. Everybody should be involved. Check out precinctstrategy.com. That's another one. We need precinct committeemen all over the place. I'm sure every speaker's gonna tell you something differently today, but my plea is please get involved in election integrity. I believe 2024 is a crucial election for this country, and we have to save it in 2024. We have to have a clean election. So please, please, please get involved, uh, if you're not already. Now, I, I know it's a daunting task, and I'm sure many of you have felt at times how, like, how do I make a difference? I'm just, you know, John Doe in somewhere in Florida. How, how do I make a difference? How, I'm trying, I'm knocking doors, I'm doing all of this. Well, I know that feeling and I just want to encourage you because America is doing so much better now. Even though it doesn't look like it, we were in, we were in really rough shape in 2020 and we didn't even know it. We didn't know how bad things are. Now we know how bad things are, which is already a better position to be in. So let's move forward from there. We can clean it up. But I'm an attorney by trade. That's what I've done for most of my career. In 2020, in June of 2020, I had a wild hair and decided, hey, I'm going to be a reporter. And I went to One America News a couple months before the pandemic started And a couple months before the 2020 election, having no media experience, I had never done a podcast, I had never done anything, and I was like, how hard can it be, right? So I just did it, and One American News was like, yeah, she might be good at it, we'll give her a try, and uh, they did, and it it, it was a very eye-opening experience, almost immediately, uh, you know, my Twitter gets censored. You know, the One America News channel is getting censored. Our YouTube stuff is getting censored. My Instagram is, like, com- almost completely wiped out. And I'm going, oh, what? What did I say? You know? Uh, you, don't, you don't... I didn't understand. I hadn't been involved in politics. I, I didn't understand the, the craziness of media that we all take... We're all, we're all very well aware, aware of it now. But so I'm thinking... I go into this thinking, I'm going to make a difference, and I'm going to be a voice for truth. And they pretty effectively shut me up almost immediately. Well, by the time the 2020 election rolled around in November, I had at least a few months of experience as a reporter, so I could rely on all of my months to start reporting on the 2020 election. And of course, you know, YouTube pulls my videos down. YouTube starts threatening One America News, saying we're going to pull the entire network's channel. So I wasn't allowed to to post any of my news stories to YouTube. And it's very discouraging, right? You think, I came here to make a difference. I came here because I wanted to use my voice, and I wanted to be able to speak. And they've silenced me. What am I going to do? And I I wasn't really sure. Like, do I quit? What's the point? No one can hear what I'm saying. And I, I truly believed Nobody could hear what I was saying, but I was like, well, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing it, and not, I'm telling people the truth, and somebody's gotta do it, so even if only a few people hear me, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep going. And I, I, that's what I did. I, I didn't think anyone could hear me until I got a phone call, and it was Donald Trump. <laughs> and I realized somebody could hear me And I I say that to encourage you, that when you feel like, am I making a difference? Does does anything that I'm doing matter? Does it matter? You're going to get a phone call one day and realize it all matters. Just keep going, just keep doing what you're doing, keep your head down. I know we're all getting attacked in really vicious ways and getting called names and maybe our employers are discriminating against us and you know all kinds of craziness where you're not allowed to express your views in certain areas, but that is shifting. I think we all recognize that shifting, right? By the way, is there anybody in here who used to be a Democrat? Wow, I was, oh my gosh, that's more than I thought. Well, welcome, we welcome you to our meetings. That's great. Um, Okay, cool, so it's changing, folks. They're starting to to understand. And I wanna be clear on that point that this is not a Democrat versus Republican issue. It, It really isn't. None of this really has anything to do with policies anymore. All that matters is who controls the government. Is it the American people who control the government or is it a political class that gets to determine how the rest of us have to live our lives? And we say, it's the American people. And what Donald Trump is doing is he is restoring the power of American government back to the American people. And that's why they hate him. The authority of our American government belongs to us. It does not belong to them. We have the power to run our government, but we also have the ability to abdicate our responsibilities and allow them to take it from us, which I think we've done for a little while. Maybe unintentionally, but it ultimately was what happened. So the 2024 election is about who runs our government. Who is responsible for running this country? And with the turnouts like this, with people showing up on Saturdays and Sundays and Fridays in the middle of the week, on weekends, flying across the country, the American people are standing up and they are working to take it back. And so I want to encourage each and every one of you that we're, we're on the right track. We are making a difference. It's not a Democrat or a Republican thing. Don't be deceived by whether this is a policy issue. There, this has nothing to do with policy. This is all about, the the only thing the MAGA movement asks of anybody who joins our movement is, do you love this country? If you love this country, you are welcome here. We support you, and we support Donald Trump. And I cannot wait to watch Donald Trump walk back into that White House, and we will have America back. And it starts with you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you so much. If you want any more information about me or the investigations, I recently wrote a book called Stealing Your Vote, The Inside Story of the 2020 Election, What It Means for 2024. Feel free to check that out. And thank you so much for giving me some time today. God bless all of you.
0: Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny.
3: He has not fallen off the throne he's not nervous he's not chewing his nails he is in control he has plans to prosper us and not to harm us what a great time to be alive and i'm so excited for you to join me every wednesday at 11 11. have
1: you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or the moon landing chemtrails the nephilim demons those are all things that fascinate me